good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition Chewing the Fat Podcast Episode 47 Ooh, I think I so I guess I did try it, so we should know Joe I cheated Josephine mm? What's the subject of today's podcast that we're going to try and stick to? He looks massive <laughs> Trying to stick to, but he looks like a big hairy T-Rex Talking about my sausage dog, by the way, for the yes. audio <laughs> What is the subject of today's podcast that we will try to strictly adhere to? Is it really calories in versus calories out? Is it just? I think I put, but that's all right. Fine. Is it? Gonna be a short on this, yes. (laughs) So, lots of people count calories, and the scientific. uh, Good one. Some? (laughs) Scientific some? Energy equation. Yeah, basically, weight loss will come down to calories in versus calories out. If you have more calories going out than you have coming in, then you will lose weight. It is as simple as that. Or is it? Is it? Well, there's going to be influencing factors, aren't there? In regards to hormones and stress levels and sleep, which is going to complicate things. So, is it best to just look at calories in versus carry out? Which is probably what the, the real question is, isn't it? And we think not. Yeah, I think, obviously, kind of ultimately, you're not going to be science. You know, you're not going to... Change the laws. Yeah, change the laws of thermodynamics. But I think what something lots of people will neglect there is how those calories are made up will have a massive influence over your hunger levels, your energy levels, um, your health, and everything else. So if you are given, you know, fifteen hundred, it's like right. So if I took my five-year-old nephew to the supermarket and said, "Theo, there's seven pounds. Go get yourself." Your dinner. A balanced day. Yeah, go get yourself your dinner. I'll go get yourself your food for the day. He's going to come back with a whole heap of shit. He's not going to go and buy chicken breast, broccoli, sweet potato mash, and maybe a nice fruit salad for dessert. He's going to go buy a lot of crap. So when you say to someone, you've got 1,500 calories, they're going to spend them all, or use them all, generally eating foods that they that make them feel good short term give them the most pleasure yeah so it's going to be a lot of carbohydrates it's going to be you know lots of processed foods lots of high fat foods etc and that is fine so long as you can stay within that limit every day and make progress because we've had some clients I can think of one lady off the top of my head who did it brilliantly who used to have 50 grams of Ben and Jerry's a day mm. which is turning a tub of Ben and Jerry's into 10 portions which I didn't even know was possible. I think that must be a world record. Surely no one else in the world has ever done that. That's like smaller than those ice cream tubs. Unbelievable, isn't it? So that is a level of moderation that is 
And that's the word here that I'll keep coming back to, is that most people cannot moderate very well. These foods are very hard to moderate. Calorie counting will help you do it because it will make you very precise in your portion sizes. But the biggest issue that we see, or I'll speak for myself, I see, is when people go, fuck it, and they just fall off the wagon, and then they go too far. And so is a set calorie number the right solution for that? In my mind, it's a no. And you should be, you'd be better served looking at mindset. Yeah, the food choices for me, I think. Like I say, if you've got, you know, if you have, let's, use, let's just use a 1,500 calories. If you have 1,500 calories and you spend that on crap, low nutritious, high calorie foods, it's gonna be a very, very low volume of food, whereas you can get a very high volume of food if you spend it on more nutritious foods, you know, like kind of leaner proteins, fibrous vegetables, complex carbohydrates. Why is that good? Because it's gonna keep you fuller. So if you only have a set amount of calories per day, if you only got that 1500 calories and you, you know, tonk 100 grams of dark chocolate or any chocolate and a sandwich, you know, a meal deal. Sponsored by Bond. <laughs> a meal deal, Bonville, old school. Still, still in the uh, sweeter. Um, if you have you know 100 grams of chocolate and you have a meal deal, so you've got like a, a shitty sugary drink, you know, a sandwich, um, a packet of crisps, something like that, you've pretty much spunked your entire calorie uh, budget for that day. So you're going to be very, very hungry. You're going to have very low protein, very low fiber, you know, very low um, nutrients, nutrient dense day. So it's going to make it much harder for you to stick to those numbers. Which really, if you've hit a calorie target, you want to get as much bang for the buck as you possibly can. And then, you know, if you want to factor in a few bits and bats, then that's cool. But say, if you blow your wad on a lot of shite, you're just making the whole thing much, much harder for yourself. And you're going to feel like shit. The thing I see very often is that people, I guess the whole, purpose, like the whole ethos behind sustain is to eat the foods you enjoy in the right amounts and what I mean or for the right reasons I guess mm. so you know one of the things we often say is having a slice of cake that your kids have made or you're going out for an anniversary meal or it's your birthday or whatever it may be is to then have your higher calorie foods and drinks then in portions that actually give you pleasure so the science of this is the first three bites of a meal give you the most pleasure so when someone says you know I had a three course meal and then I got home and I had a load of chocolate and I enjoyed every bite you're always gonna question it because I would say, could you not get the same pleasure from having the meal and one row of chocolate? Like, did you really get as much pleasure from grams 90 to 100 as you did the first 10? And the science says no. And my personal experience says no as well because a lot of, you know, I'm trying to think of various binge style eatings I've done. I did the day, four donuts. Did I enjoy the fourth one as much as the first one? No. And they've been nearly every single time. What happened to the fifth one? Been, been dipped. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> out, out. What a loser! <laughs> I'll go dig it out if it makes me feel better. And that's just what I see all the time: is that people, when they have, if you look at their week on the whole, and they have a large calorie intake, it's normally more than they even needed. You know, people then look back on it and say, Do "You know, what? I didn't really enjoy it that much. That was actually excessive." And they're the, the bits to try and work on, rather than endlessly trying to shoehorn in as much as possible, because you just don't actually need as much as possible. You don't even enjoy it. And if you do, then that's cool. You've got to take the ramifications of that, which is probably going to be, you'll be fatter than you like. But if you agree with that statement, then that would be the approach I'd recommend taking. Yes. So I think the, the, the science part is obviously correct. You know, if you ate 
uh, a sausage roll for breakfast and a Snickers for your lunch and then, you know, a Big Mac for your dinner, you'd still be in a calorie deficit, more than likely, unless you're on very few calories. Oh my God, you'd be hungry. But yeah, you would be absolutely starving, you'd have no energy and you would feel and probably look like hot death. So it's, yes, the equation is correct, it's calories in versus calories out, but it's how those calories are made that are going to have a massive impact on your health on how you feel, your energy levels, you know, your mental clarity. That's not something to be overlooked and just go, well, this fits within my calories. You can probably get away with that for a day or two, but then you're gonna start feeling rough as fuck and probably die. So it was an interesting one, I put something up the other day by a guy called Dan John, who is well worth a follow. He's like a personal trainer and an author. Like five or six books. I think he's about 65, so he's a little bit older than James. He reminds me of Jeff from uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, if you ever watched that. He's very good, he's very funny, he's really worth a follow. Um, and he was saying something that one of the things that he's seen make one of the biggest differences to people is to help work on their gut biome. And this is where it gets slightly confusing because people will then hope. Often yeah, go well, now that's what's been wrong all these years. For these 20 years that I've been serial dieting, it's been my gut biome yeah. that's wrong. That is. The, the difference maker and you know I haven't worked with anyone doing these things and he has and you know he believes that that works for him but from my experience and from our experience and the demographic we've worked with it's so much easier just to put more protein and veg in and you need to make sure that people enjoy their meals I think one of the, the things that I see so much is people have a belief that crap food is so pleasurable it's the only way to get happiness from food and actually, there's loads of really nutritious foods out there that you will enjoy eating. You know, if you have, I had a paella last night, if I have steak, if I have prawns, you know, stuff like that, I absolutely love. And if I'm being honest and, and thinking with any kind of clarity, I get more pleasure from that than I did from the four donuts. But you just get caught in the moment of low blood sugar. And these are the lessons that you need to learn repeatedly and all the time. And so often you see people say, I was dealing with someone today saying, I don't see an end to this journey. It's because there isn't an end to this journey because you will keep making the same mistakes. Or people say lesson learned and you don't want to be negative, but it's like, that's a lesson you're going to have to learn another hundred times mm. because you'll learn it, you'll forget it, you'll make the same mistake again. And that's why perseverance is the most under-considered tool, I guess, because people want the mindset to resist it. But the truth is you're not going to resist it all the time. You're going to keep failing. God, me and you do all the damn time. Yeah, of course. So it's just that's why I'm trying to lose weight again. I'm not trying. I am losing weight again. Yeah, it's just resetting. So you know, you had a bit of a blip. You gained a few pounds. Well, now you're going to fix it. Hopefully, under my close supervision. I didn't have one of those donuts. I'm going to get out of the bin now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's you know my statement. Yeah, and you know, kind of going back to the whole carry thing, like oh, the podcast you mean? Yeah, I think. People get a little bee in the bonnet that me and Joe have a bee in our bonnet about a calorie count, and we don't. We, you know, we're totally fine with people counting calories. We just don't think it's necessary. And in the challenge group that we're running, um, someone posted that and said, "Right, if it's all about calories, then why do you get people to count calories?" Like, because for the majority of people, it's just not necessary, and it's just not doable for them. Um, just being sensible and in control, it, it, you know, will get you just about a million miles away from where you're at right now without having to weigh, you know, your onions or the amount of butter that you have on, you know, your mushrooms and stuff like that. It's, you know, you're looking at minor, minor things when you should be focusing on the major things, which, like Joe said, is eat more protein, eat more vegetables, you know, being consistent 
with your food choices and be sensible with higher calorie food choices. It's so hard to do. I'm and sorry, shut up. Uh, hang on. And that's how I that, said, no, your time's done. That's how it goes into you know a lifetime of sensible eating. Because it's not just do this for 90 days, no plans mentioned. Count your calories for 90 days, weigh your spinach out for 90 days, and then away you go, you're perfect. You know, you've lost this weight, you've got a reset. It's learning how to be sensible and how to get the correct skills to make these choices and go, you know what, I had fish and chips on Friday, so I'm not gonna have my usual half bottle of wine on Saturday to kind of counteract it. It's just being more relaxed, isn't it? Someone put a very good, uh, I, I posted someone's comment the other day about that, about factoring in fish and chips and all the different ways that he could manage it around that. And I think you just need to look at your life and find the dietary approach to fit that. And I know that when I'm dieting per se, is that I can, we'll eat the same meals seven days a week and mm. that's cool. Yesterday I had a half day, so I went to a little cafe near here, got a meal, but it's immediately impossible for you to calorie track that. We then went home and shared a paella, not me and James, with me and my missus. You and Again, how am I gonna track that? You know, I had roughly two thirds of it and you end up pulling out these numbers, but just not really knowing. And I just think that it makes the whole process a bit neurotic and it kind of sucks the fun out of it. Whereas if I know that, the thing I mentioned earlier, people's biggest problem is quitting. So then you're giving yourself a reason to quit. I don't know how much pay there was. I have no idea what was in my pork burger, which was very good. So it's not, you know, it's not worth doing. And I would agree with that to a point. Whereas if you always have the idea of three protein, two veg, slow release carbs and water, you can do it anywhere you like. And there's not gonna be, these obstacles, it's going to take you less time. It's a much easier default setting to do, you know, and people struggle to moderate full stop. So just work on, on those big blocks, the big things you need to work on, which is a lack of protein, a lack of veg for most people. It's hard because we want to think, oh, it's my gut biome. It's this really insignificant or possibly insignificant, this really small, minute detail, but it rarely is. You know, we, all of our transformations have come from that really easy system some people getting down very lean you know you can do it quite comfortably not comfortably but it's possible so i thought i was going to sneeze put me right off that so concentrate on your food quality i think um if you want to count calories that's fine go for it you know it you know you can't fail if you're counting your calories correctly Delicious. and you have um yeah you're consistent with it um then that's fine but make sure you get but obviously, you know, your meat and your veg covered. You, you know, make sure you're hitting your calorie targets and your protein targets, and you're getting a decent balanced diet. Don't just use it as, you know, I have X amount of calories, therefore I can eat uh, new M&M's chocolate bars. Have you seen those? No. What a time to be alive. Oh, I have seen them, correct. But I'll put it out there for questions. Normal M&M's are just full of chocolates, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So what is the M&M chocolate bar? Is it just M&M chocolate? Around chocolate? M&M's. Yeah, <laughs> with M&M's in it. I guess so. What a time to be alive. It makes it easier to eat a large amount, I imagine. What next, man on the moon? Um, so I think that's it, short one. Garlic bread. <laughs> Cheesecake. Um, yes, calories in versus calories out, but don't underestimate the power of how those calories are made up. If they're all made up from dairy milk, you're gonna look and feel like shit. Why not just give it a go? Why not try and hit a nine out of 10 on our score every day for a week and have that point off as a small treat? Yeah, see so how you go. That's, people are so keen to know all the details behind it and how it works. 
I would just recommend trying it for a week. Don't get me wrong, we can prove it, but you will be a much stronger believer once you've proved it to yourself and what you've got to lose from doing a week of it. Also, just another one, slightly off subject, just for us. This came up on one of the live Q&As we did in the 28 Day Challenge, where someone said, uh, they've been eating, kind of according to our advice, you know, eating the proteins and the veg and the healthy fats, and then they said they tracked one day and it'd come out at 900 calories. So they were a little bit concerned that they were massively under eating. As soon as you start tracking calories, it's like, you know, if you start checking all your bank statements, you're going to be more cautious about what you spend. If you started logging down everything you spend each day, you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to go to Starbucks and buy a coffee because that costs £3.50. I'm not going to do this and do that. <laughs> no, wait. Don't open, you have to go around. Geez, sorry. You old man. Um, it's still there. Uh, Two seconds, not main case. <laughs> Carry on, Josh. If only I knew what he was going to say. Ah, bit of a nightmare, that, isn't it? And the dog's fucking going nuts now as well. So. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. <laughs> I didn't even know what you were saying. The dog's just been sneezing. You're all man. What was I saying? Yes, I know. So, if you are, you know, all of a sudden start logging your food intake, you're going to be more conscious of the calories no. that you're eating. So, therefore, it's probably going to be a lot lighter than what you're going to do. You know, if you really want to do that, then track your food for about two weeks and then go back and calculate your calories from that. And that'll give you a truer idea of actually what you're eating. If you just take that very, very small snapshot of one day where you're super conscious about what you're eating, it's more than likely going to be a very, very low number. Very good. Good? Good. That's us. Thank you as always for listening. Don't forget to go to the website, sustainnutrition.co.uk, if you want to get a free cookbook, free training plan, and our 35 rules for easy weight loss. Follow us on social media, podcasts, follow us around the, well, you listen to the podcast, follow us around the park, and follow Phantom. That's it. I'm going to go punch the yodel man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>